Welcome to Central Baptist Church's Sermon Podcast. This program features the preaching and teaching of Corey Ramirez, the pastor of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. In God's Word, you will find the encouragement needed for today. And now, here is Pastor Ramirez. This morning, I want to talk to you about, it's our final message in our series, Lord Help Us, Lord Help Us, and we've looked at several examples from the books of Kings and Chronicles of people who needed God's help and they cried out unto Him. Now, these are not the only examples in those books. These are just the ones I had prayed over and the examples we used in our series. And uh, the messages are online if you're interested. They've been an encouragement to me, been a challenge to me, and they've been a help to me, and I I hope they've been the same to you. And this morning, this is our, our final message here. And the title of this one is The Prayer of a Humbled Man. Prayer of a Humbled Man. I think we find a man here who obviously had a hard heart, as we'll talk about here in a minute. And he needed to be humbled, and he was. But the key to this, and and the hope here, is that God heard him when he cried out. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. You see, the Scriptures teach us that God cares, and that God hears, and God listens. And if we are serious and we call out to God, He's going to hear our prayers. He's going to help us. And we find that here in this passage. I believe the testimony of Manasseh is probably one of the greatest testimonies in the Bible. Although it's hardly ever referred to, we never hear much about him. But we find a great work in his heart. A great work in a man who was hard and how God can work in our hearts here today. And if you're saved, obviously you say, well, I've already got that settled. Well, praise God for that. Thank God for your salvation. But maybe someone here is is not sure of their salvation. Maybe God's working in your heart. But also the, the lessons we find here too are the lessons of we can make mistakes and God can forgive. Uh, we can mess things up, not on purpose, but guess what? God will forgive. God hears prayers of those who seek His help. And so let's look at this this morning. Uh, I want to talk to you about three thoughts from this passage as far as the prayer of a humbled man. And here's the first one. I, I want us to consider his hard heart because he did have a hard heart. He had an extremely hard heart. And I'm going to go back a few verses in the passage and read some of the things that he did. And how the Lord had to really humble this man. Uh, but we find here in Second Chronicles chapter 33, uh, to begin with, in verse 2 he says, uh, But did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, like unto the abominations of the heathen, whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel, he built again the high places, which Hezekiah his father had broken down. He reared up the altars for Balaam made groves and worshipped all the hosts of heaven and served them. And he built altars in the house of the Lord, whereof the Lord had said in Jerusalem shall my name be forever. So I'm going to start here with this man. Let's talk about his hard heart. I want you to notice first he disregarded God. He just did not want God in his life. Uh, Hezekiah had a good upbringing, it's believed. Not excuse me, Manasseh had a good upbringing. His dad was Hezekiah. Uh, a good king, a, a king who loved God, a king who served God. He, he had his faults, but he, he did his best to stay faithful to God, and God blessed. So Manasseh was left with a good example. He had a good example. He had a good dad uh, who loved the Lord. But for whatever reason, Manasseh chose not to follow the same path. He chose to follow a different direction. And the Bible tells us he rebelled against God. Now let me say this. He's not the first one that rebelled against the Lord. Or against what his parents taught him. And he's not going to be the last, by the way. 
But he rebelled against the teachings he knew to be true. He rebelled against the teachings of God. Uh, it's almost as, when we read this, you know, it's almost as if he, he studied everything about God and tried to do everything he could to oppose God. That's what it's almost like here. I mean, he knew what God wanted. He knew the Scriptures, obviously, but he, he chose to do his own thing. And so he had what we call a disregard for God. Let me give you a thought here, though. He was held accountable for his conduct. That's something today that we have to always keep in mind. God's going to hold us accountable for our conduct. Uh, You know, the world may not, but God will. And God held this man accountable. God's going to humble him. God's going to bring him down. And that's what we find. So first, he disregarded God. Second, he departed from God. The Bible makes it very clear he left the Lord, is what he did. He left the Lord. Uh, He forsook the ways of the Lord. And the Bible says he did evil uh, in the sight of God. In other words, he did that which was contrary to God. That which he was not supposed to do, he did. Uh, You know, I think we have all can relate to that. Have you ever did something you knew you're not supposed to do? Said something you know you're not supposed to say? Uh, that's called sin. That's what he did. He sinned. Now, he took it to the, the extreme, though, as we'll see here in a minute. But we've all sinned. We've all went contrary to what we're supposed to do. Uh, some of you may be like those children. You know, uh, I know children. I'm not going to give any away, but I know children. might give myself away. Uh, you tell them uh, what not to do, and I guarantee they're going to do it. It's that reverse psychology. You know, you got to tell them, hey, do this, and then, and then they won't do it. And that's how some of us are. Maybe some of you are still like that in life. You just test things. And, and that's how Manasseh was. Uh, he went away from God, and he lived unto himself. And you know, that's something else we could all be guilty of, too, is just living unto ourselves. Even as Christians, we can live unto ourselves. We can get selfish. We can get focused on what we want. What we think is best instead of seeking God's will in our life. And so he became selfish, did his own thing. Uh, Number three, he defied God. He defied God. So this man went further than what most do. And let me give you a few of the examples. Open defiance to God is what we find here. Public sin. It's almost as if he's boasting of what he can do. Notice he, it says he, as far as the high places, he, he built those again. His dad had torn those down. Uh, those were places for false, wor- excuse me, false worship and idolatrous practices. Well, he established those again in the land. Public sin. Uh, as far as he altars, he erected altars to the false god Baal. So here he is. He's, he, he's defying God and he's erecting these altars to a false god. And the Bible tells us that he worshipped the false gods. So he not only left God, but he worshipped a false god. Gave his praise, his honor, his time to false gods. He's defying God. He's got a very hard heart. But it gets worse. It gets worse. He built altars in the temple. That's the house of God. He went in there and he built altars in there. Now, you think that'd be enough, but that wasn't it. He had to go further. The Bible says that he de- dedicated his sons to the false god Moloch. Put him through the fire is what he did. Dedicated his sons. This man had a hard heart. This man was cruel. He was wicked. And he's going after these false ways that God had went against. These ways that were destructive, by the way, to him and his family. But he's going full speed. And we find he was involved in the practices of what we would call today the occult. Uh, let me show it to you here in Second Chronicles chapter 33. It says here, Second Chronicles chapter 33, and we find in verse 8, or verse, uh, 
excuse me, let me go back here. Oh yeah, verse 6. And he caused his children to pass through the fire in the valley of the son of Hanom. Also he observed times, enchantments, used witchcraft, and dealt with familiar spirits and with wizards. And he wrought much evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. You know, God pro- pro- prohibited those things back in the law. Yet we find him going after those things. Uh, today they're, they're called the occult or occultic practices, wizards, witchcraft, enchantments. And by the way, let me tell you, they're real. Okay? They're real. And you know what? Uh, a Christian has no business with those things. We should avoid those things. God doesn't want us involved in those things. They're becoming more popular today. And they're becoming more acceptable. But folks, let's stay focused on God and His Word. And go the way that God would want us to go. And, and this man here, his hard heart took him that direction. You know, sometimes what happens is we think, oh, that's not going to affect me. That's not going to hurt me. And then we are hurt more than we realize. And that's what happened here. He's bringing all these things into his home. He's hard. He's going against God, defying God. As I said before, it's almost as if he discovered everything God wanted him to do and then went against it. And purposely opposed the Lord. But here's the final one. Notice he deceived many people. It says here in uh, verse 9, So Manasseh made Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to err. And to do worse than the heathen. So he's leading people the wrong way. He's deceiving people. His family. He's deceiving those that are following him. And he's leading them into error. Notice God pointed that out. God had a problem with that. You know, God has a problem today with people who lead others the wrong direction. And this man did that. We've got to make sure we're leading people after God as a church. Pointing people to God. Make sure we're leading our family after the Lord. Leading those that we can encourage after God. Let's make sure we're leading people to God. See, he led people the wrong direction. Led them into trouble and into error. Now, here's the the final thought here on this point I I give to you. Uh, One of the thoughts I had was, uh, have you ever thought, what's what's the hope? Have you ever had that thought about maybe something? Now, we don't like to think about that with people, but sometimes we can get that way. We can say, well, why haven't pray for that person? They don't want God. They have no interest in the Lord. They're going their own direction, their own way. Why even pray for that person? Why would you pray for Manasseh? This man is hard. He's cruel. He's wicked. I tell you what, I wouldn't want to live under his leadership. And you say, well, why pray for this man? There's no hope for someone like this. I mean, that's what we can think. But as we're going to find out, that's not the case. There's hope for all people because God is great. And let me share an illustration with you. I know a missionary today in Canada, and I have permission to share this. His testimony is when he was young, he was in trouble is the way he put it. And he fought everybody and everything. And deep down inside, he knew something was missing, but he didn't know what. And he was hurt, but he didn't want to show anybody. He got into college, got into all sorts of trouble. One day he went into a second-hand bookstore and he saw a Bible sitting there. Bought it. He said, I think it was 50 cents. Picked it up. Went home and read it. He had never read anything like that before in his life. He said, by the time he got through the book of John, the Gospel of John, he read the New Testament, started with Matthew, and he said, by the time he got through the book of John, his heart was so convicted and he put his faith in Jesus Christ. He said, what he knew, he put his faith in. So he said, i got to go to church. He said he went down to a A small independent Baptist church, he walked in the doors that Sunday, and he said it was like the plague was there. He said people just kind of scattered away from him because he'd been in trouble. He was a troublemaker. Well, afterwards, he went and talked to the pastor and told the pastor what had happened. And that night, he went back and he shared his testimony with the church. 
And he said afterwards, someone came up and said, you know, I, I always wanted to tell you about Jesus, but I just never did. And he said, well, why not? He said, well, I was afraid that you just had no interest. He said, you know what? Inside, I was looking for something. I just didn't know what. Folks, let that be an encouragement to us to witness to everybody. Because we don't know what's going on in someone's heart. We don't know if God is working with them. And we don't know their situation. And so let's not write anybody off. Let's not look and say, oh, they're too far. This guy, if you're going to say someone's too far from from God's grace, it would be this man right here, Manasseh. But God was going to work great work in his heart. So let's not write anybody off. Let's be a witness and a testimony to all people. I also like to share this. uh, You know, as far as my own testimony... I don't know where I'd be today without God. But I can tell you this, I wouldn't be here. I don't know where I'd be. I have friends I grew up with. You know, some are already in the grave, unfortunately. Some are in prison. Some I think have done all right. I believe some are saved. But without God, I don't know direction I'd go. I don't know where I'd be, but I praise God every day for His grace in my life. And if you're saved here this morning, praise God that He was merciful to you as a sinner. Let's look at our next point here. This is the hurting heart. Now, this man is now going to be hurting. Notice what takes place. It says here in 2 Chronicles, Chronicles chapter 33, uh, in verse 11, Wherefore the Lord brought upon them the captain of the host of the king of Assyria, which took Manasseh among the thorns, and bound him with fetters, and carried him to Babylon. And verse 12 says, And when he was in affliction, that word affliction refers to difficulties, trials, hardships. Not, not just you know, having a bad day, but just great affliction, torments. Uh, let me give you a few thoughts here. First, he was conquered. He was conquered. This is a king, a proud man. A king of a, a strong empire at the time. His dad left him in an excellent empire. But he was conquered. He was defeated. Uh, there's nothing worse than being defeated. You know, especially if it's something you think you're supposed to succeed at. You get defeated and you can get discouraged quickly. Uh, He got defeated and he was discouraged, obviously. He was conquered, led away. Now that word, uh, it's interesting, it says there in verse uh, uh, 11, where it says, uh, which took Manasseh among the thorns. It's not referring where they found him, referring to the way they took him. It's referring to a hook that they would put, usually in the nose or sometimes in the upper lip. That's how they would, that's how they would basically lead them away. It was a form of humility back then. Now, we don't necessarily do that today, obviously, but that's how, what they practiced as far as the Assyrians. They would come in and they would humble those that they conquered. So he was humbled, too, when he was captured. And obviously affliction. And so not only did they do that, but it says here that they... They, they captured him, they fettered him, put him in chains. In other words, he lost his freedom. Uh, let me tell you this. Praise God every day for your freedoms. Aren't you glad we live in a free country? I thank the Lord for our freedoms. Isn't it wonderful to be able to, to gather here this morning and worship God? I'm glad you're here, but if you didn't want to be here, you didn't have to be. You see, it's freedom we have. Praise God for our freedoms. Praise God. Tomorrow morning you can go to work. Or if you don't like your job and you want to look for a new one, you have that right too. You, you can go forward. You have freedoms. Praise God for freedom. Let's not take them for granted. Let's enjoy them. Let's, let's pray that our children have those freedoms too, the next generation. And let's thank God every day for the freedoms we have and what we can enjoy. He lost his freedom, by the way. He's now captured. He's taken into captivity. Freedom is gone. And the Bible said he's carried away. So he's taken to a new place, a new location, a new destiny. They, they, they removed him, removed him out of his country, removed him out of his kingdom. You know, I couldn't imagine that. Couldn't imagine that. I thank the Lord uh, that I, I'm not in a situation like that. But this is what broke this man. 
You know, sometimes uh, God knows what need, well. So this way, God knows w- what's needed to humble us, and what humbles one person may not humble someone else. You know, some people, God may humble them through their business. Others may be humbled through their personal life. God may humble someone through health reasons. You know, God knows how to humble us when we need it. And he knew how to humble this man. And I tell you, you know, we we saw the hard heart. So this man needed something great to humble him, to bring him down. And it was great. It was defeat, captured, conquered. But here's the, the practical thought I'll give to you. You know, things can change quickly in life. This man went from being a king of a country to being a slave in Babylon. Happened quickly. Things can change overnight. You know, fortunes can be lost in a minute. People have had that. People have had fortunes. They invest in something. Next thing you know, it's gone. That can be devastating when, you, when that happens. Fortunes can be lost. Careers can be over with one mistake. One mistake. It, does, it doesn't necessarily take two or three. Just one mistake can end a career. can just completely change a life. Tragedy strikes quickly sometimes when you least expect it. So here's the thought. Nothing is guaranteed in life. Praise God for what you have today. Take nothing for granted. But when things do change, trust that God has a plan and a purpose and then look to Him. That's what this man did now. He's going to look to God. You see, only God, He's the only one that never changes. The same yesterday, today, and forever. So your situation, your circumstances may change, but God is the same. You can trust in the Lord. He's going to bless you. And here's my final thought. And this is a humbled heart. We're going to talk about his prayer now a little bit. The humbled heart. Uh, this message is a little different. I wanted to give a background more to, to really get an understanding of this man who's now humbled. So we can see his prayer. The Bible tells us in verse 12, And when he was in affliction, he besought the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. I, I have a few thoughts here. Six of them I want to share with you real quick. First, He recalled, here's the way I put it, he recalled what he had learned as a child. Notice what it says here, the God of his fathers, the God of his fathers. This man in his humility, in his cell, in the dungeon, the pit, wherever they have him, the Bible tells us basically he recalled what he'd been taught. He recalled the ways of his fathers. You see, we find an indication here that he was raised correctly, but he chose to go the wrong way. He knew the truths, but he chose to follow the false directions. You know what? He found the correct way eventually. To me as a parent, that's encouraging. You know what? The Bible tells us that we, you know, you train up the child in the way he should go. When he's old, he'll not depart from it. The key is training them up in the way they should go, though. You can't claim that promise if we don't raise them in the Scriptures or in the Lord. And so evidently, he was taught the truths. And it took him a long time to to find the direction, but he made his way back to the God of his fathers. Uh, Let me encourage you parents to never give up on your children. If your children ever make some mistakes in life or make some poor decisions, get themselves in trouble, keep praying for them. Keep encouraging them in the Lord. Don't give up on them. Uh, because God may be working in their heart to bring them back. If you've got a friend or a family member or someone you know that, is, that, that knows better. Have you ever had that, that? You know someone knows better, but they're just doing the wrong thing. If you know someone who knows better, but living under themselves, don't give up on them. Pray for them. Encourage them. Pray that God will work in their heart and that God will draw them back to Him. That's what happened with this man. 
He recalled what he'd been taught. He recalled the God of his fathers. And secondly, he remembered basically what his dad stood for. The ways of his father. He remembered what his dad stood for. Uh, Here's the thought here. You know, the seed that was planted eventually grew. The seed that was planted. Uh, Let me give you an illustration of this. You know, you may witness to somebody. You may tell someone about Jesus Christ. Uh, It may be a family member. It may be a friend. It may be a stranger. And you may think they didn't hear a thing. You may think they didn't pay attention. And perhaps they did. But you don't know. Maybe there was a seed that got planted in their heart. A seed that will grow up someday. A seed that God will use to draw them back to Him. See, His dad left an example for Him to follow. So, let's leave an example for others to learn from. As parents, just as Christians in general. And who knows, someone may be watching you today who God will draw to him five years from now, ten years from now. But it's that testimony you leave that begins to work in the heart. And they might remember or might look back and say, oh yeah, I remember that. You know, there's a lot of people, maybe there's some here, that came to Christ years after someone witnessed to them. I can share this with you. I didn't accept Christ the first time someone shared the gospel with me. I didn't accept Christ the second time, the third time. I can't remember how many times I heard the gospel of salvation. Uh, I was raised in church. I heard how to be saved. I knew how to be saved. But it was many years later that I actually acted upon it. First, I thank God that he didn't say, well, you heard it once. That's good enough. I thank the Lord that I kept hearing it. And that God was patient. But the, the point being, you know, let's not give up on people as we witness and as we share Christ. And let's trust that God will work in time. We go by faith. Plant that seed. Sow the seed. Throw it out there. And let God work in the hearts of our family members, our friends, and others. Eventually this seed took root. He, he fell upon a difficult time and he began to think about what he'd been taught. And now we come to the third one. He reached out to the Lord. That's what he did. The Bible tells us here in verse 12, it says here, uh, And he humbled himself. Or it says he was in affliction. Then it says, And he besought the Lord his God. Now that word besought means, it means to beg or to plead, to beseech is what it means. And so now he's, in, he's hit bottom and, he, and he's looking and he reaches out to God for help. You know, it's interesting, he didn't reach out to the false gods. They let him down, by the way. You know, you look to the world, eventually you're going to be let down. And he was let down. Now he's looking to God, who's not going to let him down. And he's looking to the Lord. And he, he's beseeching. He's now begging the Lord. You know, we find a man whose pride is, is removed now. He's not demanding things from God. He's not saying, God, you have... No, he's begging God now to hear his prayer. And, and to receive him. And so we find here he humbled himself before God. He'd been broken. You know, sometimes God has to bring us to our knees before we actually look up. Someone put it this way. He's got to bring us all the way down before we can go up or begin to look up. But when he does that, look up, look to God. And that's what this man did. He looked to the Lord. And finally, here's another one. He repented of his ways. Notice it says here, the Bible says uh, in here, he goes, and he humbled himself great before God of his fathers, and he prayed unto him, and he was entreated of him. Now, the reason I say he repent, you know what repent means? It means to turn. It's a turning. It's a turning. You turn from one to another. Let me go over to the book of 1 Thessalonians and show you something. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 is where we have a, a good, what we call, description of repentance. 
chapter 1. And we'll go to the, the bottom here in verse 9. And this is Paul here writing to the church at Thessalonica. And notice what he says here in this verse 9 here at the end of the, the first chapter. He says, uh, talking about their testimony basically, he says, For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you. And notice what he says here, how ye turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. That's a description of repentance is what that is. They turned. Notice they turned to God from idols. You know, when you repent, that's what you're doing. You're turning from sin to God. Or maybe turning from, if you're trusting in something else, you turn from that put your faith in God. Well, that's what Manasseh did when he sought the Lord. He turned to God. He's... He's leaving his idols behind. He's now turning to God for help. That's repentance. Now there are times, obviously, when it comes to salvation, repentance is necessary. Christ taught, repent and believe. In other words, turn from what you're putting your faith in and believe on Christ for salvation. You see, this morning, I hope everyone here is saved. If you're not saved, that is what's needed today. That's That's how you become saved. That's how you receive Christ in your heart. You repent. You turn from what you have your faith in or what you're believing in or what you're trusting in or, or what you're looking to and you turn to the Lord and you believe, you put your faith in God, you receive Him as your Savior. And the Bible teaches, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you do that and it's from the heart, you'll be saved. And that's what salvation is. It's repenting and believing on Jesus Christ. Well, that's what he did. He's repenting. He's turning to God now. And he's looking to God, and he's, he's not looking to his idols or his other ways. And, you know, and as far as Christians, there are times we have to repent again. You know, uh, as far as being saved, if we're not careful, we can allow some things in our life that take the place of God. And we've got to repent of those things. We've got to repent. We've got to turn away from those things and turn to God. And maybe there's something here in your life this morning that, that has just kind of snuck in. And obviously, not necessarily that you're worshiping it or built an idol in your house. But maybe it's hindering your relationship with God. Maybe it's something that's a problem. Well, then you just have to repent of that and turn to God. And put your faith in God and, and God will bless and God will forgive. But that's what he did. He, he turns to God here. He repents. So in other words, this man understood his condition. He knew he needed help. He can no longer trust or, or seek strength from within. So he turns to God for help. And the Bible says that he prayed unto the Lord. He prayed to God. He, he didn't pray to his false gods. He prayed to God and, the, and it says he received an answer. Uh, the Bible says here, that he was entreated of him, and he heard his supplication, and brought him again to Jerusalem, into his kingdom, and then Manasseh knew that the Lord is God. So he received an answer. You know what that tells us? God heard his prayer and answered it. Isn't that wonderful to know that? This man who was so hard, had rebelled against God, had did his own thing, eventually looked to God and was blessed. You know, I think this is a wonderful way for us to end our series. Because we find that God is good and that God is gracious. You know, every time I think of Manessa, here's what I think. I think if if God can forgive him, he can forgive me. If I make mistakes, I can seek God's forgiveness. And, And maybe that's why God allowed him to go so far. So that way he'd be an example to the rest of mankind, to the rest of history. He'd be an example of someone that God can forgive. You see, we cannot necessarily say, well, I've done so bad, God can't forgive me. Well, let's just go back and read this and see what this man did. And God forgave him. 
You see, God forgives sinners. That's what He does. And this morning, I want to encourage you to consider that. We're going to wrap it up with this. Maybe there's someone here that needs God's forgiveness. That's just the way I'll put it. Maybe you need God's forgiveness today. Uh, Maybe it's for salvation. Maybe you've never repented of your sin and accepted Christ as your Savior. Uh, And if that's the case, today is the day of salvation. Don't, Don't put that off to another day. That's important. That's something that needs to be settled. Today's the day of salvation. If God's worked in your heart here this morning, and if you're not sure that you're saved, or if you know that you're not saved, then, then get that settled this morning. God's not going to reject you. If, you. if you repent, if you turn to Him, and you ask Him to forgive you your sin, you receive Him as your Savior, God will save your soul, and you'll belong to Him. And if you have any questions, when we have our invitation, I encourage you to come forward. Someone can show you from the Word of God, answer those questions so you can know that you're saved. Well, if you're here this morning and you're saved, maybe you're here, hopefully that you have trusted Christ as your Savior, but maybe there's someone here that's made a mistake recently. I make mistakes every day. All the time. I made some this morning already. I made plenty of mistakes. You know, God forgives us when we seek His forgiveness. And maybe there's someone here that's made a mistake Maybe you thought something wrong. Maybe you said something that was wrong. Maybe you did something that was wrong. Well, don't hold on to it. Seek God's forgiveness. Reach out to Him. This morning in the invitation, maybe you could just ask God to forgive you. If there's something that you maybe made a mess of things, or maybe did something wrong. And if you seek God's forgiveness, He will forgive you. That's what we find. You seek His forgiveness, He'll forgive you, and He'll bless your life. You know, in closing, you need God, and God's there for you. You've been listening to the preaching of Pastor Ramirez of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you would like more information about Pastor Ramirez or Central Baptist Church, please visit our website, centralbaptistchurch.org. Thank you for listening today. Be sure to join us again for another message from God's Word.